Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we have May Lee Oztale on the show. Hey, May Lee, how are you? Hi, man. How are you doing? Glad I'm to be really, on really well. I, you know, I, I come from a very, very heavy marketing background myself, so I'm very, very excited to talk to May Lee. May Lee is the CEO of Smart Finds Marketing, and he's doing some really interesting work in how to make uh, some of the performance-based marketing that we do for for websites more efficient and more effective. And we'll, we'll definitely get more into that in a second. But before we get there, Maylee, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Um, you know, it's kind of an interesting career because uh, our company is actually 34 years old. <laughs> We've been in marketing and advertising for a long time. Uh, in 1994, I actually started off our internet group. And so it's been a very long ride, but the 1990s was a lot of fun. It was like the wild, wild west of the, of the internet back in those mm-hmm. days. <laughs> and then uh, we, um, during the 1990s, we had three different groups. We had our ISP group, we had our traditional, uh, you know, uh, marketing, advertising, and then we had our uh, digital marketing, which kind of evolved later in the 1990s. Uh, when we got to 2000, we sold off our ISP group. And then by the time we got to 2004, uh, we were 100% digital at that point. Um, there was way too much money going into the internet. Very few, uh, you know, little budgets that were still being spent on uh, traditional media. And there was a dime a dozen of competitors at that point for a, for a smaller and smaller pie of money. And so we went 100% digital in 04, which happens to be the same year that Google went public. Um, and, uh, pretty much since then, haven't looked back. Um, I've been an industry author, speaker, um, radio shows, video casts, uh, podcasts, call me up as a subject matter expert. Uh, that's been going on since, uh, for about the last 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's been, you know, we, we have an interesting scenario, um, you know, in this, in the digital marketing industry. And I, over the time, I've kind of formulated an interesting topic, which is my four A's of digital marketing. And the so four let, A's. Let, go yeah, like, yeah, I mean, let's let's definitely get into the the story around smart finds and mm-hmm. what you guys are working on now. And it sounds like you guys have a model. So the four A's, and and I'd love to hear more about this this work you're doing uh, to make websites more efficient and effective. <laughs> so so tell me more about the four A's. So the four A's. Um, anticipate change, accept change, which tends to be the hardest part, adapt to the changes and adopt the changes. And we, we live in a very fluid environment when it comes to digital marketing. You, if you don't accept the changes early on, which I, I run into a lot of clients in that scenario where they say, um, you know, they fret about the changes that are going on because it either means they lost money on on investments prior to this, to the change, or it means that they have to add budget. And in either case, sometimes what ends up happening is they fret about it. And while they're fretting, which could sometimes take one, two, three months, <laughs> the competitor is moving forward. My suggestion is ad- adapt to these changes quickly, 
move on, don't think about it. It's it's a changing environment. Um, and you you're gonna have to pivot. There's no question. It's it's an ongoing process. And there is no endpoint. That's the other part of this whole process. There is no endpoint. So I try to get this across to a lot of clients, and especially after about 34 years <laughs> uh, and uh, now going on to uh, 27 years in digital, uh, you know, you learn a lot, you gain experiences and knowledge, and uh, that's essentially uh, one of the main things I've come away with. Yeah, I like it. I like um, it, uh, the like the idea of accepting it and moving forward. So that's uh, mm -hmm. that's excellent. So so tell me more uh, about this new work that you guys are doing. This I don't want to botch the name of it, but it seemed like that's something okay. you're building on <laughs> the the service. Yeah, so conversion rate optimization is something that we've been doing for a long time, and it wasn't necessarily called that way back when, um, but certainly has evolved into a mature science, so to speak, or an effective science. Um, in the last two years, we've been developing a uh, professional marketing process around conversion rate optimization, or what we call CRO. Um, and the tools have evolved, the tools have improved. Um, the tools are, uh, you know, include uh, artificial intelligence. Um, you're using A-B testing tools that are more efficient now than they were in, in years gone by. Um, and analytics at the end of the day, which you, we use heavily when it comes to CRO program, um, has also changed and evolved into providing more data. At least you have the ability of mixing and matching the data in a way that works. And so the concept of CRO is this. How do you convert existing website traffic into a lead or a sale? Meaning that let's stop the marketing budget. Let's stop driving traffic to the website until we know the website is effective. If the website can't do its job, then why do you want to spend more money <laughs> trying to drive more traffic? Uh, because uh, you know, the, I, we, we've come across a lot of projects in which the you know the concept is let's just drive more traffic. It's a numbers game type of a thing. Well, that goes up up to a certain point um, because now you're wasting eighty percent of your money when <laughs> may, uh, perhaps you know it could be uh, let's say 60 percent effective instead of just being twenty percent effective. Um, and so conversion rate optimization, it's not that it's new as much as it is formed, it's been formed into a science and we have the necessary tools to get the job done. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably in kind of like an omni-commerce world, it's become yeah. much more complex in how we look at the, the variables and the opportunities. I, I'm a big believer in, in what the focus is on conversion rate optimization. I've seen, uh, you know, when I Back in my advertising days, you know, simple changes to a website of reducing the number of, of choices that a prospect uh, can consider when they land there had such incredible improvements on performance for, for some of my clients over the years that mm -hmm. I'm a big, big believer. Um, yeah, so it can be very, very effective. And, and strangely enough, you're absolutely right. Almost all the focus always falls on, on just spending more, getting that marketing budget, why aren't, why aren't, and, and, and nobody seems to to want to get into the nitty gritty of, uh, of conversion. Um, but that's- Yeah, excellent. I mean, the, let's face it, the nitty gritty is time consuming. It's labor intensive. I mean, it's my, regardless of how many tools you have at the end of the day, the human being has to interpret the results 
the, the analytics, the analysis, and decide what needs to change. So what you're changing are calls to actions, the layouts, the colors, what is going to grab people's attention so that you're pointing them in the right direction within your website. And so, yes, I agree with you. That's not necessarily as sexy as let's just spend more money and drive more traffic. And besides that, spending more money and driving more traffic is less, is, is easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so tell me a little bit more on what you guys are seeing. I mean, you've, you have lived uh, the digital revolution and now we're kind of i'd say in the digital evolutionary phase or where we're adding more machine learning elements and dealing with the complexity of of a more sophisticated performance focused um omni-commerce world i mean what what are you seeing now uh, as the big opportunities and challenges well i think um you know the challenge is going to continue to be the fact that things are changing <laughs> That's yeah. going to be your first challenge. Um, and beyond that, uh, I think the what you are saying is the omni-channel commerce is something that I find a lot of businesses are having a difficult time with. Um, back, literally back in the 1990s, I still have my, my uh, uh, PowerPoint that I've created what I called multi-channel marketing at the time. <laughs> um, and, you know, our, our tools were limited back then, but uh, this has been an ongoing thing for the last 20 years. The issue now though is different. In other words, we have social media and we have a lot of social channels and we have this, the, all these changes going on on a constant basis. Uh, your target audience keeps moving from one place to another. And so where I see the challenge to businesses is their inability to pivot on a dime. That's where we run into trouble. Um, in other words, you have to make the changes. You, it, you don't necessarily have time to think, number one. The other thing that you don't have time to do is wait for proof to figure out if something's working or not. You just have to do it. And um, because the longer you wait, the less competitive you become and the less valuable your brand is in the marketplace. It's gonna be forgotten very quickly. You just have to accept the changes, pivot with what's going on, especially in the Omnicom world, uh, Omnichannel world, and just try to tackle all of them as best as you can. It may not be you know, ideal world per se, um, but you have to keep yourself relevant. And if you don't keep yourself relevant, you're going to run into trouble. That's where I see an issue uh, with businesses in as far as where we're, you know, what's going to, what's coming up ahead of us. Mm -hmm. um, and this process of trying to make those adjustments and to uh, be relevant um, requires that, you know what, you're just going to do it. In some cases, you're not going to, you're not going to have a lot of time to plan things out. As a matter of fact, your plan, part of your plan should be, we're just going to make changes. Um, without thinking, <laughs> right. you know, look, you know, I say that loosely, let's face it, uh, when, you know, if you're in your business, you got your marketing agency working with you, you have all the tools that you need. It, it's not that you're going to be making changes without, uh, you know, some knowledge or experience. Um, you're going to base it on some facts, uh, but don't wait. And I think that's the, the challenging part. Yeah. I, I like your perspective. I, I think it's a very nuanced um, thing that people perhaps don't pick up on, on how profound your statement is. So if I go back to the beginning of my marketing career, everybody I learned marketing from, and I'm an old guy now, um, was about perfection, 
It was about perfection. It was about exactly. It was about refining 10 words to the perfect copy, reshooting. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, I won't, uh, a cola brand, I won't name the cola brand, uh, where we must have shot a can of cola, I don't know, maybe 10,000 times. Uh, because uh, they wanted to perfect the beads of water dripping down the can so that because that was the only way that they felt they could sell the idea of refreshment and you know at the time I mean I was learning I was young and I was kind of amazed that a company would spend so much time on that Um, but at the same time it seemed to go absolutely against everything that I was seeing in the digital world, which is the companies that were iterating and changing and moving and iterating and changing and moving were the ones that were constantly winning, you know, and um, it's- I'm I'm laughing with you because I I remember those days, right? It's like every I has to be uh, dotted, every T has got to be crossed. It's got to be, I mean, a hundred and, you know, it's got to be 200%. Otherwise, there was no way that it was moving, you know, there was any movement and trying yeah, to no. get it to that level of quality or perfection uh, was sometimes just, I mean, that's just not possible in today's world. You just have to pass all that. No. And and, and, I, and so I, I think that that will be, uh, if, if someone were, were to try to encapsulate the big change in the digital era is that, that trying to make advertising into an art form, you know, the perfect sculpture, the perfect painting right. is is you know it, it gets admired when it happens even now i mean it's definitely happens and i i admire it it's it's a very difficult thing to do uh but you're definitely not going to win the commerce game you're, you're you know so so i, I look at those ads okay. and i can i enjoy them i'm i'm a i call myself kind of like an advertising gym rat i love great ads but at the same time Man, that's not going to make you beat Amazon. No, I'll tell you that much. Not at all. Not, not, not <laughs> so, a chance. Not a chance. So tell me, I mean, the last couple of years for clients have been really an interesting moment as they've had to face this, this challenge of the pandemic. How have you guys uh, navigated that? And uh, what lessons have, have you seen that we can take away from that? Well, um, I'm going to take you back to 2008, 9, and 10 during the financial crisis. And you might remember... You know, the uh, we're in the Detroit metro area. We're in Motor City. So mm-hmm. you know, we were shoveling people out of Michigan back in those days. And, you know, the big three automakers had to file for uh, bankruptcy and, you know, reorganizations and so on and so forth. And so um, we learned a lot from uh, that financial crisis, uh, something that I don't think anybody ever, you know, expected, nor was anybody prepared for it. Um, there is nothing that you could have read uh, you know, in, you know, in college, in some business class to make you figure this out. So um, at the same time, though, um, because of the clients that we work with, and the name that we have uh, in this, uh, in the metro area, as well as in Michigan, we received us uh, Michigan 50 companies award uh, from the state of Michigan back in 2009. That opened up some doors in terms of resources. Mm-hmm. And um, let's fast forward to the pandemic in the beginning of, you know, uh, beginning of 2020. Um, we were better prepared for 
an economic crisis of some sort. Granted, this may not have been quite the same devastation as we what we experienced back in 2009, uh, but certainly um, it, re, it. I think we we were prepared to understand what we needed to do. And so it just so happens that the uh, Michigan Economic Development Corporation, the MEDC, started to have some programs for uh, companies. And because as an award winner, we also qualified for some of their resources. What I mean by resources, not financial resources, as much as consultation resources. Mm -hmm. So when you're asking me, what did we do during this pandemic period? Because let's face it, there was a, you know, a little bit of a downturn in business at the end of mm -hmm. the day. We took the opportunity to revisit our brand we revisit what we're doing we looked at pivoting i, I would say i think pivoting became a <laughs> cliche word in the last yeah. two years um but we took the opportunity to uh look at all these things and actually pivot um and uh i think as you know the uh, vaccine came out everybody's being vaccinated things are opening up um i think what we're you know i think we're 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 certainly better prepared um, as things opened up. As a matter of fact, uh, about a year, year and a half ago when this whole thing started, I was on a, um, a, a, a video cast in which I was speaking about what are business doing to plan for when things open up. Right. In other words, you know, you, you, you got to figure out what, you know, what are you going to do? Because you don't want to wait until things open and then decide to start spending money. You need to have your plan ready when the time comes. And so right. I feel comfortable that we achieved what we needed to do in the last year uh, to utilize the uh, consultative resources that were available to us from the state of Michigan through the Edward Lowe Foundation, the MEDC. Um, and, uh, you know, we took the uh, a lot of steps internally to plan yeah. this out. And so we actually have a new website coming out and a new brand, <laughs> new colors. Well, I tell uh, you, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, you know, next time, maybe if you could just all tell us like the strategy and plan <laughs> so, uh, beforehand, but it, it's, it's great to hear that. And I think that if I look at the range of solutions that you guys are offering, uh, the, the future is very, very bright and, and needed. Uh, what you're offering is definitely what many, many, if not all customers need these days. So, I mean, when you're looking forward over the next couple of years, what are the opportunities and challenges that you guys are tackling right now? Well, I one of the things um, I believe is going to reshape what we're doing is, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but um, starting January, there's something called 3G Sunset. Mm -hmm. In other words, the 3G, the 2G and 3G platforms are being uh, turned off. Okay. Uh, that's going to have a large impact, not so, some, not so much on the consumers with the iPhones in their hands, as much as the 2G and 3G networks were used in business. For example, um, truck, trucks, tracking trucks, and where they're at, where your packages are. Some of those types of technologies were, are, were or perhaps might still be using the 2G and 3G technologies, but they're, they're being turned off. And so we're moving into the 5G world and the 5G world is gonna change a lot of things relative to the fact that we have more speed and equally more bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And there's gonna also be some security changes that are, going, that are taking shape um, in the 5G world. Um, that's going to have an impact on, I mean, it's a positive impact theoretically. In other words, you're going to have, you're going to be able to do more through mobile devices, through the mobile networks, um, as a business in terms of reaching out to your, uh, target audience, your customers, 
and how you interact with them. Um, it's actually a good thing, but it's a change and yeah. it's going to have an infrastructure that's going to require You know, it's change. funny. People always forget that type of thing, which is the idea that when you replace something, we all focus on the 5G. <laughs> we forget right. we forget what came before and how that yeah. impacts. I, I was always amazed. I think it was um, when I looked at um, AOL's numbers uh, back in the day that even as of like five years ago, they were still making, I don't know, it must have, I, for some reason, I think it was like almost $20 million every month from dial up, you know, from right, the, exactly. you know, it, you know, it, was, <laughs> it was still, it was still enough clients out there that still were paying their monthly dial up subscriptions. So it is what it is. Anyways, uh, Maylee, it's been great talking with you. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about what you and Smart Finds Marketing are up to, where should they find you? Well, uh, our website is smartfindsmarketing.com. So that's a good starting point. And uh, like you had mentioned just a little bit ago, you'll find that, um, you know, after 34 years, uh, our competencies are broad. Our experiences are broad. Our knowledge is broad. Um, but all of these experiences help to facilitate effective programs for our clients. Um, and uh, outside of that, I would say, um, you know, reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, it's a great B2B platform. Uh, my name is Maylee Ostele, and it's spelled M-E-L-I-H. And the last name is Ostale, is O-Z-T-A-L-A-Y. Um, I would say if you find me, you, you, you know, there's only one person in the world that has my name. So you should have a <laughs> difficult time finding me. <laughs> yes, yes. It's always, it's always good. This is, that's when it's good to have a, a, a unique. Well, Maylee, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. Uncaged is a, a show that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. We've been speaking to the CEO of Smart Finds Marketing, Maylee Ostele. Smart Finds Marketing is a digital marketing agency with over 20 years experience partnering national and global companies. Um, we've been speaking about all the work they've been doing, really helping companies make that digital uh, step more efficient and effective. And Maylee, thanks so much for being on the show. And I look forward to having Very much, you back. Man. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye-bye.